I am here to share with you from Genesis verse 21, I mean chapter 21 verse uh, uh, 1. But before that, I really want to say thank you for coming this morning, July the 15th, 2018, to worship God with us in here in Bethany Church. Thank you very much. And I just want you to say um, thank you to the person who is sitting next to you. Just shake his hand or her hand and say thank you for coming today. Thank you. God is going to do something good and great for us this morning. Yeah, say hi. Good morning. How are you today? <laughs> so the question for us this morning is, as you can see over there, it says, who is trustworthy? That's a question for me. That's a question for you. That's the question for all of us. Who is trustworthy in our life, on our day-to-day activities? Whom do we trust? Whom do we believe? Whom do we listen and do exactly what he or she wants us to do? Whom do we trust? On whom do we rely or depend? Every single day. Who is trustworthy for you? Do you depend on your knowledge, skill, money, wealth, experience? Do you see the surrounding, the environment, the situations, what's happening, what people are saying? Who is trustworthy? Whom do you believe? What's happening in your life, in your body? The report that you get from the doctor which says that this thing is spreading. Whom do you trust? This is a question I have for all of us. Whom do we trust? Who is trustworthy? Amen. Have you ever been disappointed with the broken promises? I see like this. What does that mean? Yes? Have you ever been disappointed? Have you trusted someone, friend, family, spouse, whom you love dearly, trusted him, trusted her, Shared what you have. And at the end of the day, said, I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. Gives you excuse after excuse, excuse after excuse, reason after reason why he or she couldn't do it. Have you ever had that experience before? Yes? No? I see hands. It hurts, especially someone whom you trust, fail you, doesn't keep the promises. It hurts. It does. I've been there. I've seen it. 
It's not easy. Even sometimes we might say, you know what? I can't trust anybody. Look what happened to me. Look what she did to me. Look what he did to me. I expected him at this very moment and this time to be right there next to me, with me, to support me. That didn't happen. Look what he promised me. Look what she promised me. And then, look what happened. How she couldn't keep her promises or he couldn't keep his promises. Have you ever been in that experience? Have you ever been in that situation? Again, I see this. I have to make sure you are with me. (laughs) I don't expect you to answer, but at least, you know, say something. Let me tell you this morning. Always, always, there is one. There is one whom you can trust. There is one who is trustworthy. There is one who will do exactly the way or exactly the way he said to you. God is the only one who is going to do exactly as he had promised to you. If God says this, I guarantee you, at the end of the year or whatever century, he is going to do it no matter what. Amen? Trust him. Fix your eyes on him and him only. Cast your face upon him. He is not going to fail you no matter what. I'm done with my message. <laughs> I'm just starting. <laughs> so um, let, me, let me just tell you a couple of stories from the Bible and see how God, God is really, really trustworthy. We all know the story about Sarah and Abraham, I guess. Right? We all know that. God came to Sarah and Abraham and he said that, you know what? I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you and you are going to be a blessing for others through the son which I'm going to give you. Wow! Isaac. Right? Abraham was so excited. Sarah was so excited, so happy. They were telling to their neighbors, to their friends, to the families, to everybody that God said to us, what? He's going to give us a son. She was 65 at that time. Guess what? And he was around 75. Right? What a promise, right? But they accepted it. They take it as it is. They said, God is going to do it. Amen. Amen. And she started to check maybe, uh, is that a fat? Or am I getting really, right? Months after months, year after year. 
Still she is ministrating. Still she is seeing, you know, what she's supposed to see as a woman. Still there is nothing. Still her belly is the same. One month, two months, one year, five years, ten years, fifteen. <sighs> nothing. With that son, with that promise, with that what God said to, to them. Actually, she even tried some shortcuts, right? We know that. After waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, she said, I think, seems like now things are completely changed. So I think we have to try something else, Abraham. What do you think? Right? They waited for 24 years. I don't know for how long you waited for God on your prayer request. I don't know. I don't know the longest we waited for God. 10 years, 15, 20 years? I don't know. But Sarah and Abraham, they waited for 24 years. And look what happened here. After 24 years, of course, God, he comes and confirms to them, you know, what he's going to do. But here he comes and he said, um, Genesis chapter 18, verse, uh, yep, right there. So he came and he said to them, <laughs> then one of them said, God, I will surely return to you about this time next year. Really? I waited for 24 years, and now you are saying what? Next year, this time. Really? How do you see that? 24 years. She waited 24 years. Still, God is saying to her what? <laughs> About this time next year. Sarah, you are going to get what? A baby. <laughs> and Sarah... Verse 13, then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I am old? Honestly speaking, if we were in her position, we would have said the same thing, probably even more, right? Right? 24 years of waiting, and now God is saying, next year, at this time, you are going to have a baby, a child. She said, <laughs> that's exactly what she did, right? <laughs> she thought that God was not listening to her or, really? I think God, God is wrong. I think, I think he missed something. I'm, I'm almost 89 now. 89 with a walker maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but can you see her, her body? I don't want to describe that, but can you imagine Sarah at the age of 89? Right? Right? And God is saying to her, Next year. When? When you are 90. 
Say amen. amen. You see, see, he said about this time next year. That's my point. God has appointed time. Next slide, please. You see, God has his own appointed time for everything. He set a time. He has his own schedule, time frame. He does it within his own timing. Every single day, he would say, you know what, today, July 15, 2018, oh, for Dr. Teddy, I have promised to do this, 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 this. So I have to do those things. Amen? He's a God. He can see the time. He can do everything in his own timing. So God has appointed time for you. For me, for all of us. Never been late. He is always on time. On time. I know it's not easy for us to wait upon Him. To wait for the promises. To wait for God. Because things will change, like what we said earlier. Her body is changing. The surrounding is changing. The people around her are saying, don't you remember? She said, God, God is going to give her, uh, but we, we, we haven't seen any, anything. I mean, no sign. Right? People are gossiping behind her. They are saying, she said that. I, I heard her, but I don't think, look, look, she is almost 90 now. Uh, I don't know what happened to Sarah, whom shall she trust? Who is trustworthy for her? Her body? The people around her? The situation? The time? Who is trustworthy for Sarah, honestly? And God said what? Nothing is impossible to me. Sarah, Abraham, it's nothing. Yeah, I know what you are saying. I know your age. I know your body. I know situations are completely against what I'm saying. I know. I understand. You got that report saying this, 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 this. I know. Hmm. I know. That's what God is saying. I know. But I am more than that. Nothing is impossible for me. Folks, I've been there. I've waited for God for years. At times I remember crying before God, crying before God, praying before God. Why? You said you are going to do this. You told me to come to this place. You said... I know, we, we all have gone through a lot. Right? Right? Sorry. It's not easy. It's not easy to wait. To wait upon God. It's not easy. I know it. I've been there. I've gone through that. 
especially when you are waiting and the challenges are still there or even coming in, in more and more. Every single day when you see something that makes it impossible, every single day when you see you are like in that dead end, when you see some other challenges are coming in front of you, when you feel like you can't even move forward anymore, when you feel it's really getting darker, it's not easy. It's not easy. Difficult. Life gets really rough sometimes, ups and downs. I know one mother, she was praying for her son almost for 20 years. Her son was raised in church, Sunday schools, singing, doing all good stuff. But when he went to college, things completely changed. And when he was away from home, completely changed. She keeps praying, crying before God. My son. My son. When is he going to be free from this chain, from this stronghold? When are you going to shine the light upon my son? She keeps praying, praying, 20 years. Amen? She got her son back after 20 years. The chain was broken. He's free. Came out of that. And she started to praise God for what God did for her and for family and for her son. I know it's not easy to wait upon God. We all know what happened to the Israelites in Egypt. We all know for about 430 years they were in that darkness, in that slavery, in that chain. I mean, they were crying before God. They have, they have, they have that promise. God has already said to them, what? I'm going to take you to the promised land, the land that produces what? Honey and milk. God sent them Moses with mighty hand. God freed them from that slavery. They were so happy, excited, singing, praising God. Now we are free. Hallelujah. Right? They start the journey to the promised land. Did they get there right away? No. I don't know how many days they traveled. Soon after that, they were right there before Red Sea. Right? We all know the story. I mean, they have a promise. God has already said that. He has already shown them his mighty hand. Now, another challenge in front of them, Red Sea. How are they going to cross that Red Sea? All these people, kids, women. 
while they are entertaining that, another thing happens from behind. <laughs> Pharaoh said what? I'm not going to let them go. I'm going to bring them back and make them slave again, or I'm going to kill them right there. There's no way for these people to be free. I'm going to put that chain again. I'm going to put them in that darkness again. They have to be my slave again. So he sent his army. You can see they are kind of squeezed between two evils, right? Right? I see kids playing and then now coming to their father and say, Daddy, what happened? Why stopped here? Why, why we don't go? What's, what's happening here? Because they don't probably understand that. What's happening in the family? What's happening that journey? They don't understand the challenge the family is facing, right? They don't. Squeezed between two evils. They can't go forward. Dead end. There is a Red Sea. They can't go back. There is an army fighting them to kill them. Like all of us, like all of us, they start to complain. Nothing is wrong with that. They start to murmur. They start to question. They start to say, why? Why? My kids, they love to say, why? My son, if I say, here, drink your water, why? <laughs> uh, it's time to sleep, why? Okay, eat lunch time. Why? But this why was different. It's a genuine why. Asking, was that really from God? Did I really hurt him? Did really God promised me to come out of Egypt? Why? Why we die here in the wilderness? Why? That was the question. If you see people gathering together, five, six, seven, they ask, why? Why we die here? Why God did this to us? He did promise us to get us out there in the promised land. Where is the honey? Where is the milk? Where is the promise? Hmm. Good question. Genuine question. Probably we are asking the same question today, I believe. Why? When we are going through a whole lot of things financially, health-wise, peace. Why? Why this happens to me? Finally, they did one thing. They came to Moses and they said one thing. Next slide, please. Exodus 14. They, they, they asked Moses, I mean, why you did this to us? Do you see what's happening in the, in the whole congregation? And Moses said to them, do not be afraid. Stand Firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you 
you need only to be still. So different. The people are saying, there is Red Sea before me. There is a challenge here. There is an army coming to kill me. We are squeezed. There is nothing that we can do. What do you say? All their eyes are fixed on the Red Sea and the army and the surrounding, the situation, all what's happening around them, right? Moses' eye was fixed up there in the most high God who can control everything in the whole world. So he said, you know what? Don't be afraid. Stand firm. Don't change your position. Don't look for any other shortcuts or solutions. Stand firm. Be right there in your ground. Be there. God is going to change it. God is going to intervene. God is going to come on time. Right there, you will see his miracle. He's going to do it. Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm. Be still. Don't try this. Don't try that. Don't hold this one. Don't leave this one. Hey, stand firm. Be still. You are going to see his deliverance. God is good in delivering his people. Amen. Just tell to the person who is sitting next to you, please, right now. Hey, stand firm. Be still. You will see God's deliverance. You are going to see. He's going to intervene. Just tell to the neighbor. I see some people, you are not doing it. Hey, yeah, do it, please. Encourage him or her. I know, John, you are by yourself right there. I know. so amazing sometimes so amazing what we are going through what we are facing the challenges are totally different and God, what God is saying to us the message that is coming to us is totally different so we all know that what happened after this right Exactly like what God said, exactly like what God said, they haven't seen the Egyptians army the next day. Amen. They crossed the Red Sea with their dry land, right? Whom do you trust? Who is trustworthy? The challenge you are facing, a new challenge, the thing that is following you, coming behind you and saying, hey, I got you. You're not going to skip. I know um, a sister, she was diagnosed with breast cancer so many years ago. She had double mastectomy, chemotherapy, everything was done. And her doctor told her that she is free of cancer. She was so excited, happy. And then on her next follow-up, guess what happened? 
her doctor said, I'm sorry, I don't know how and why. I see some two lesions in your liver. The ultrasound is showing that. <sighs> Whom do she have to trust now? So, you see the stories after stories. Let's see the next slide, please. So God said to Sarah and Abraham, so God wants us to be still and fix our eyes on him and him only. He wants us not to change our position. He is the only one who is trustworthy. Next slide, please. There's time. Time for everything, amen? Time to mourn. Time to cry, time to pray, time to complain, time to be in that darkness, time to rejoice also. Time to get up again, time to worship, time to glorify God, time to praise Him. There is time for everything. Amen? Time to rejoice in God. God knows how to wow us. He has that wow moment for each one of us. He will let us go through all these things. He makes us strong, closer to Him. Fix our eyes on Him. And then He will bring that moment. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. So the Bible says on uh, Genesis 21, verse 1 and 2, Yahweh, I like that name, Yahweh, the Lord, Yahweh. Can, you, can we read it, all of us together, please, the first one? One, two, three. Yahweh visited Sarah as the... Lord. This is whom we worship. This is the God we follow him all the time. Yahweh, the Lord visited Sarah. See, after 25 years of waiting, at that set time, at that appointed time, as he said, he did it. As he promised her, he did it. She conceived, she became pregnant, she got the promised son. And then verse 6 says, God has brought me laughter. You see, this one is a different one from the previous laugh. And everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. This is what God always do. See, he will bring all glories to him. All people around you will gather together to bring what? Praise and worship and glory to Him. See? He is the only one who is trustworthy. Church, I can tell you this. He's going to visit you. God is going to visit you at the appointed time. 
Next slide, please. And the same thing happened for the Israelites. We know that. When they crossed the Red Sea, Mary, Miriam, she picked up the hand drum and all the other women followed her and she started to sing. She started to say, God is our salvation. God is our deliverance. He is the warrior. He is our God. Him only we trust. Amen? She started to sing. Who is going to hold her now? Can you see her free? Now she is free to worship Him, to glorify Him, to give Him all praise. He is my deliverance. He is my salvation. He is my hero. I see it. Now I see it. Yes, there was a challenge yesterday. Yes, there was a Red Sea right there. Yes, there was an army following me. Yes, there was a darkness right there. Yes, there was a stronghold right there. There was a chain. Now I am free because of him and him only. Hallelujah. Can you see that? Can you see Miriam? Can you see her? Can we follow her? Can we say yes? We can bring praise to God. That's exactly what she did. All the people followed her. Just can you see how God orchestrates things? How he does things? How brings all worships and glories and appreciations to him all together? Amen? Church, I can't tell you this. Next, next slide, please. I can't tell you this. God is a God of promises. He always gives promises to his people. Always. He speaks to his people. He's a good father. He's a good father. He promises to his children. He says, you know what, John? I'm going to do this for you in a year. Or he might say, I'm going to do this for you. Period. He's a God of promises. We need to listen to him. We need to give him ears. We need to spend time with him. We have to get his promises, his messages every single day. He's a God of promises. And he will do it on his own time. He will do it on time. Never been late. God never ever been late. He doesn't know how to be led. In fact, we might feel it that way. We might think he is led. We might think he's not coming. He's not going to do it. We might feel that way because challenges are really getting strong and strong. They are right there to strangle us. But I can guarantee you, God is going to do it on his time. Amen. Wait upon him, please. Just wait. Be still. Stand firm. Don't change position. He's going to do it. Nothing is impossible to God. Cast your face upon him. And finally, of course, he is going to bring that wow moment. Now I know 
Now I know why I waited. Now I know why I went through all that challenges. Now I understand why all these things happens to me. Now I see. Wow. What an awesome God. Amen. Next slide, please. We are almost done. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Never. That's not his character. Church, this is my message to you. Next slide, please. This is my message. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as the Lord said. And the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. I mean, that, that, that is a message. He did it as he said. He fulfilled it as he had promised. Be still. Wait upon him. He's going to do it. Let's pray. Let's pray. He's going to do it. He is the only one who is trustworthy. He is the only one who is trustworthy. He is the only one, church, whom you can trust fully. And he's not going to fail you. He didn't fail Sarah. He did it as he had said. He visited her as he had promised. Thank you, Father God, for this moment, for this day, for this time, for your word, for your message, for your presence. Thank you. We love you so much. We know that you are good, Father. We know you do things for us exactly as you said, exactly as you promised. We know, Father God, you will visit each one of us as the appointed time arrived. We know that. We know, Father God, you are powerful and nothing is impossible for you. We know that. We know that you are omnipotent. We know. But we ask you this morning, Father God, to give us grace. A grace that will help us to wait upon you. A grace that will help us to be still. A grace that will help us to bring joy and praise to you when things happen. We need that grace, Father God. We need that grace. A grace that will keep us closer to you. Lord, this morning we pray for our friends from this church who are out there today camping. We ask you to bless them and their families while they are out there. To pour your spirit upon them and to give them grace, Father God. Let them feel your presence while they are doing all the activities. 
and keep them safe. And we also pray for Pastor Brian and Pastor Steve on their vacation, Father God. Bless them. Be with them. Give them a special moment, special time. Lord, today we pray for our youth, the young people in this church, planning to go to Heartland for their camping for the whole week. We ask you to be with them, Lord. Help them to know you more. Open their eyes. Open their eyes so that they can see you more. Help them to come closer to you. Draw them to yourself, Father God. Change them. Change their life, their heart. Let them be different when they come back from that camping, Father God. Anoint them with the Holy Spirit. Fill them with your word and wisdom. We also pray for Janice and the leadership, Father God. Give them grace. They need it. Give them strength, Father God. Bless each one of us. Bless Bethany. Bless our church, Father God. Bless our day. Bless our future. Thank you for each and everything you are doing for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.